Recently, the women's college uh, softball had their World Series, and the University of Oklahoma team won. They had 61 wins this year, counting in a postseason, and one loss. You could say they were this juggernaut that could not be stopped. But something that distinguished this team from many, many other teams was their joy. Their joy in how they played the game. And uh, one of the reporters, because I, I saw this little segment on the internet, the reporter asked, how do, you, how do you keep your joy? How do you, you know, keep that focus? And one, one young lady, her name is Grace, she just, sorry for the pun here, knocked it out of the park. The only way to have a lasting joy comes from Jesus Christ. Happiness depends upon ch- changing circumstances. Joy comes from the Lord, and he fills you. And she went on for another three minutes nonstop. Then Jaden, she was in the middle. One of her lines was, our life is in Christ, and that is all that matters. And then Alyssa, we are fixing our eyes on Christ. Fulfillment is not on an outcome. It's in Christ, and we are glorifying God through this game. <laughs> it's like, well, it's like going to church, watching that interview. They were just, and it was pure conviction from the heart. You can't fake from the heart. It just is. It's like, it blows you away. When you feel someone speaking from the heart, you just listen. Why is that? It's because there's, when one speaks from the heart, they're, they're speaking from intention. Not from superficial. Not from the moment. It's intentional. And Jesus in this gospel text is incredibly intentional about his teaching on the Eucharist. And this teaching should shake us up. Shake us up. Shake and bake. Bread from heaven. Yes, all these Jews. God gave our ancestors manna. And you, I gave you manna too. He multiplied the loaves. And you liked that, didn't you? We want more. We want more of that bread. But he comes with great intention. That was a sign. It was the sign for the true manna, as he said here. His very body and blood. The word just simply for eating. We're going to go eat. In Greek, it's bage. Sounds good, doesn't it? Bage. 
That's an eating in general. So whoever eats this bread will live forever. But he goes a little deeper to move them to a radically new manna. They quarreled. How can he do this? This is preposterous. He doubles down. He uses a different verb for eating. Greek, trogo, which emphasizes mastication, chewing, gnawing. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man. And now as he's saying this, I'm sure their faces were contorting, twisting, and revulsion. They're repulsed. They squirmed. And they began to to leave him, one by one, beginning with the oldest. But Jesus did not say to them, hey, 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 whoa, 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 that wasn't my intention. It wasn't my intention at all. It was just, you know, it was just a figure of speech. I, I use hyperbole all the time. He didn't. He doubled down. He confronted the apostles. It's not in this text. It's a little later on. Do you want to leave me too? Do you want to? Because this is of essence. If we don't have the Eucharist, we don't have a church. It's that simple. If we don't live with a Eucharistic mind, a Eucharistic heart, we are not living the gospel. It's pretend. It's a club. You know what a club is? You go when you want, you come when you want. I pay my dues. I can come. The church is not club. The church is the body of Christ. And the only way that we are nourished is through the Eucharist and all the other sacraments. So the way to approach the Eucharist, the only way to approach the Eucharist, is with intentional faith. And the Lord, he's, he doesn't make it easy for us, that's for sure. But you know something? When, when he's talking about this, when he talked about that to those Jews, they blew him off. They said, this is intolerable language. How can anyone bear it? They needed faith. So the Father draws us to himself by giving us faith through baptism but it's up to us to use it. It really is. It was up to those disciples because Jesus put it on the, put it right there in front of them. Do you want to leave or do you want to stay? And we know Peter said, Lord, you have the words of everlasting life. So what does it mean to live in relationship or to leave a relationship rather? It means the person once loved is now an afterthought. 
Have you ever been on the other end of being an afterthought? It's important to talk to Jesus about love, his love for you, for me. It's important to talk to him about our love for him. The Eucharist is such a gift. We become what we receive. And he is that companion that walks with us, that never leaves us. It's so beautiful that you are here for Sunday Mass, the Saturday Vigil. Maybe during the summer, because there's a, it's a little more wiggle time, you could say. Maybe go during the week once or twice. Not because, you know, that would be a good thing to do. Or Sunday Mass, oh, I should do that. No. I want to. I want to receive the Lord Jesus. But you see, it requires this faith, this intentional faith, because, you know, and the Lord allows that we get bombarded with so much stuff, pulling on our calendar, pulling on our, on our agenda. Can I squeak it in? I don't know if I can. The Eucharist must be, may it be, the center of our lives that transforms us, center of our lives. I don't know if I've said it at the 5 p.m. Mass, but I've said it, I think, the story. It's a beautiful story. It's, it's the conversion, the beginning of Edith Stein's conversion. She became a Carmelite nun who later was martyred in World War II. She was agnostic, meaning she didn't really know if God, God lit, you know, existed. So, you know, she was really, really smart. She got a doctorate in philosophy. And so she was doing this little cultural visit in Munich, looking at these nice old churches. She's looking around, she's standing at the back, and then this little old lady, she came in with her groceries, put them down, and knelt for about a minute or two. And she wrote, We went into that cathedral for a few moments. As we stood there in respectful silence, a woman came in with her shopping basket and knelt down in one of the pews to say a short prayer. That was something completely new to me. In the synagogue, as in Protestant churches I had visited, people only went in at a time of service. But here was something, someone coming into an empty church and in the middle of today's work as if, as if to talk to a friend. I have never been able to forget that. And that was the beginning of her conversion. So it was inspiring to see those young college softball champions speak so convincingly about Jesus and the joy they felt, feel because of him. And may our Eucharistic-centered lives speak as clearly and brightly of our experience with the Lord.